1: 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 6:30 Chad
0: Blue Jays leading Washington four one in the top of the ninth so they're trying to close this one out. The Edmonton Stingers in Saint Catharines for the Canadian Elite Basketball League season slash tournament. They lost their opener yesterday. They're going into the fourth quarter trailing the Ottawa Blackjacks tonight, 60-58. The Blackjacks, the new team in the league this season. It started off well for the Stingers. They scored 31 points in the opening quarter, only 27 since, So they trail by two, going into the fourth. Jordan Baker, 13 points, six rebounds so far tonight. We'll keep you updated on that one. Oilers, Flames tomorrow on 630, Chet. Six o'clock face-off show game at eight thirty, and just turning my head here. I believe the Blue Jays just won. Did it end? Did it end, Kellen? I took my eye off the screen for a while. I believe it is. I think they just yeah yeah, they just won because they're doing all their handshakes and fist bumps and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so the Blue Jays get to two and two on the season. Uh, Colton texting and he says, just wondering if you and Rob will be on after the game tomorrow against the Flames. Yes, we will do overtime open line tomorrow. And we'll do it after uh, every game. We're we're back to bringing the Oilers hockey. Nothing changes there. In fact, we're even going to extend things a little bit. We'll do we'll do minimum two hour face-off shows. And when we have later games like eight thirty tomorrow, we'll just say uh, what the heck, and we'll just do two and a half hours. So I'll have to eat some extra canned ham to power up during the day, but that's fine. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be like uh, like I'm I'm like Super Mario. I jump around and I punch the little things killing, but canned hams pop out and then I eat them. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. That doesn't really make You're sense, does it? Are there any video game characters that eat stuff? Like that actually eats stuff? Well, Pac-Man, I guess. Oh. I'm like Pac-Man, except it's a bunch of little canned hams. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's how I get my energy. Seven eight zero four eight six zero zero six three is uh, is how you get in touch. That's some good stuff. So the Oilers, uh, again, just a quick update today. They're in the bubble. They uh, practiced today. You may have seen updates on their Twitter account. They're at the downtown community arena. Riley Shane, not on the ice today, but head coach Dave Tippett says he could be back in a day or two. Darnell Nurse, uh, he's fine. He sat out the scrimmage on Saturday. It was Shea and something happened to him during the scrimmage. He left in the first period, but it appears at the moment the Oilers are fairly healthy. And again, a key number for the National Hockey League is zero. Last week, from July 18th to 25th, zero positive tests for the coronavirus. Over 800 players were tested, a total of 4,256 times, No positive tests, so they are ready to rock and roll. You contrast that with baseball. Two games had to be postponed tonight because uh, over a dozen Marlins players and staff members testing positive. The Marlins were supposed to play Baltimore. The Yankees were supposed to play Philly. That game was called off because uh, the Yankees were in the same clubhouse that the Marlins used over the weekend. So there are some concerns there. So we'll see how this goes with the baseball season. And as I mentioned, the Blue Jays uh, win tonight to get to two and two on the year. Okay. Well, we've uh, visited Vancouver. We visited Calgary. We visited Winnipeg. Let's visit Toronto, the Maple Leafs hoping to go deep in the postseason, Their play-by-play voice is Joe Bowen. Joe, welcome back to the show. How are you doing?
1: Oh, just ducky, Uh, Reed. uh Just really enjoying uh, all of the time locked up in my home and uh, going out to mow lawn or whatever. But uh, other than that, everything's fine, I guess. And looking forward to actually getting back to work this
0: week. You must have the nicest lawn in the GTA by this point.
1: I have a rabbit outside right now, and he's doing the trimming, I think, more than anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well good for him and uh you, you've done a lot in your career have you ever called play-by-play in july and august before for actual games that count
1: <laughs> well you know what everybody's always wanted the leafs to play in june well we're pushing that even better we're gonna play in july um uh, i'm sure that'll be as successful or what everybody had in mind but uh you know what under these uh trying circumstances and whatever i mean uh I think the National Hockey League has done an unbelievable job. The NHLPA players uh, have all gotten behind this, uh, notwithstanding the new uh, collective bargaining agreement, which is um, I mean, uh, unheard of uh, under the present circumstances that have gone on. Um, I think in comparison to the other sports, uh, that they have uh, done a marvelous job of trying to make sure that everyone is going to be uh, contained, everybody's going to be safe, and we're actually going to get uh, you know this tournament underway and uh, hopefully um, concluded.
0: Give me your view of how it played out in Toronto. Here in Edmonton, the COVID numbers were always quite low, though. Of course, it seemed like the NHL was uh, a day or two away from announcing Vegas and Vancouver, and then eventually it turned out to be Toronto and Edmonton. So tell me about. Toronto uh, staying in the hunt and how it played out from your perspective?
1: Well, I, I, you know what, I mean, when you take a look at, at what's going on in Canada as a whole and how things have been handled, uh, and then you take a look at the most uh, populated province, uh, densest population, uh, Doug Ford here, I think, has done an absolutely unbelievable job, And the numbers, I think, speak for themselves. Uh, we had the spike with a lot of the uh, long-term care homes. But everything else has been uh, under control. It has been monitored. It has been opened deliberately, uh, slowly and, and meticulously. And I, I think the province here has done a marvellous job when you consider the denseness of the population that we have and then you compare that to what's going on in the United States. And it's shocking, really, what's gone on there, and without really any kind of uh, formula or plan or anything else. And we're seeing that, uh, I guess, to, to some extent now, uh, with baseball. Um, so having said that, um, they they were cautious, they were prepared, uh, they may have been over prepared. And when Edmonton and Toronto were awarded this, uh, I think they they really put things into movement and they've got a, a, a great plan that the players uh, have bought into and management and obviously the teams have bought into and now let's see if we can't get this tournament going and, and hopefully um, conclude with a stanley cup champion
0: well we've been going across the country talking to the canadian market so the toronto's turn today joe and, and i was reading a quote here from kyle dubas the GM of the Leafs. I firmly believe we need to continue to take steps with our defensive play, and the number one root cause of that is just our mindset of becoming an elite team that really values how we're performing defensively. Now, I'm reading that. I didn't hear it, so was that said in the context of throwing down the gauntlet or just, you know, kind of answering a question about how the team plays defensively and what they need to do?
1: Well, the Maple Leafs are 25th in the league defensively when the season was uh, cut short. Um, even the great Edmonton teams uh, out there that were run and gun and scored all kinds of goals uh, were 10, 12, 13, 14th in the league defensively. Um, every coach that I have ever talked to and certainly every coach I have ever heard does not go into the dressing room and preach, okay, let's go out there and score 12 and see if we can you know, win by one. Uh, The whole crux of every pregame speech, uh, speech, every uh, one-on-one thing is usually how can you be better defensively? How can you be uh, uh, more reliable? Uh, You'll get more ice time if you are more reliable defensively. Where do you go in your defensive zone coverage? The whole thing about defense really is not skill. It is hard work, information, determination, and and making sure that you do what you are told to do. The fun part of this game is the offense, and it's creative, and it's you can't teach that. A lot of it is just God-given talent. I mean, now I'm sure they don't sit around and say, "Okay, Mitch Miner, come in here. We'd like to see if you could be a little more creative." Uh, why would you do that? But. Well, the, the Leafs have to be better defensively and one of the things and it may be a godsend it may be the end of it but the the one thing is that they're playing against a team in the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round that are very good defensively they have trouble scoring they lost a lot of their offense last year to free agency but they didn't lose their team uh, orientation of how to play defensive hockey And the Leafs are going to have to do that. They're going to have to match them defensively throughout the entire series. And then hope that the power play or creativity in the offensive end, when they do get their chance, Mm -hmm. that they're better offensively than the Blue Jackets and end up winning the series because of that. But if they go in and be 25th in the league again defensively, um, I don't know how long this team would last in the postseason. Well, I'm wondering about this matchup,
0: too, because the Blue Jackets were so injury riddled during the regular season. And now, I mean, hey, they've had they've had all this time off. So certainly the Leafs players have had a chance to recharge. But Columbus really gets to to come back healthy. And, and, And I wonder if I mean, you can call it an eight seed versus a nine seed or whatever. But I, you know, I wonder if this is really a second life for the Blue Jackets more than any other team in this tournament.
1: Well, no, I I put Montreal in there ahead
0: of. Well, that. fair enough, because they were so far <laughs> they were so far out of it, I guess. But maybe no, with exactly. a team that, yeah,
1: yeah. Or, and and the consolation prize, you may get uh, the uh, young man out of Quebec to be the first pick overall if you don't make it. Oh, so, yeah. No, Montreal. Is, I think ahead of that. Um, I mean, both of these teams had eighty-one points. Um, the Leafs had the better of the uh, of the season series, but a lot of those games were played early on. Um, and I, I agree with you. Um, and the one thing that I think that maybe benefits the Maple Leafs is they know what happened uh, over a year ago. But in the first round of the playoffs a year ago, when the highly favored and offensively minded Tampa Bay Lightning were dispatched in in short order, so uh, this isn't something that should be of a surprise to the Maple Leafs when they get in here against uh, Columbus to find out, boy, these guys work really hard defensively and play real well defensively. Okay, let's just go back to the postseason a year ago. We'll show you some highlights and some video, and uh, guess what? You're in tough here. And I think that probably had it not happened last year, the Leafs could get surprised pretty quickly. But I don't think there's any surprise here on what they can expect going into this postseason uh, against a team that had played as well as it did a year ago in the first round of the playoffs and how well it played defensively throughout the course of this season, injuries notwithstanding.
0: Joe, one more fight. Give me a Maple Leafs player, but not one of the stars, not Anderson or Marner or Matthews or whoever. G- give me uh, you know, kind of a mid-ranger depth McHale. player. Billy okay. how come?
1: He was just coming into his own when he had that horrific uh, injury where his wrist was slit and missed the rest of the season he's had the benefit of rehabbing and being on the ice to rehab throughout the course of this entire pandemic uh because it was just one-on-one and everything else uh and in in the mini training camp that they have he's been flying and he's going to play with Tavares and Marner and Marner and him seem to have a real wavelength of creativity that they know where each other is. Uh, I think McKayev is going to be a big part of the Maple Leafs' uh, efforts in the postseason. Uh, he's a big body. He'll he'll kill penalties. Uh, he'll play the regular shift and he'll play on the power play. Uh, so if you have a, um, uh, a draft coming up, which I'm sure that everybody <laughs> have now. Uh, I would, uh, you know, the, the the obvious ones are there: Matthews, Barner, Tavares, um, and company. Milander, but I think Ilya Mikheyev may be a real good pick to make.
0: All right, that is noted. Joe, thank you for checking in tonight. Enjoy the call tomorrow. Have fun, man.
1: Yeah, we will. There'll be a lot of here they come, there they go. But we'll try and figure out who has the puck at the end of it anyway.
0: Thanks, Joe. Joe Bowen, play-by-play voice for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go, McKayev, his wild card for Toronto in the postseason. Uh, I think they're in tough against Columbus. I, I think Columbus, a uh, healthy coached by John Tortorella. I think they're going to be a handful for the Leafs. He mentioned the Toronto's struggles with gold differential. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would lean towards picking the Blue Jackets in that series. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you would like to call or text 20 after 7, take a quick timeout. Feel the place up my head and I'm going. Just as fast as my feet in the back. Come away, come away you get going. Alright, that song's a beauty. I'm on the wind. We're going up around Inside Sports on 6:30. Chet. my name is Reed Wilkins. Jack, Michaels, Bob Stoffer, Rob Brown, joining me tomorrow to bring you the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames exhibition game from Rogers Place. Six o'clock for the face-off show. Eight thirty for the drop of the puck. Now the game's at Rogers Place. We will not be. We'll be. Uh, I'll be in the 6:30 Chet studio. Jack and Bob will be calling the game from a boardroom that's been converted into a special studio for them to do the games. You may have seen pictures of that on 630 Ched social media. So pretty cool. We got a pretty hardworking uh, engineering department, Mike Evans, Grant Rance, and Sean Alford that set that up. So good stuff for Jack and Bob. Not sure how the Oilers are going to deploy their goaltenders tomorrow, but we do have this comment from Mike Smith about the security of the bubble of the NHL compared to, to players traveling around in major league baseball it's
2: probably a stressful time for the
3: nhl and, and everyone involved in this uh unique situation obviously getting everyone here was probably the biggest you know stress point of this whole thing um i think there was no negative there were no positive tests here in the last week or so so obviously that's important and uh i think the nhl and, and, and the city of edmonton have done an unbelievable job too to uh, get this kind of bubble life uh, sorted out and feels very secure in this little spot we're in right now. So, you know, baseball is obviously different. They're traveling around all over the, the U.S. and uh, different cities where, you know, there's high infection rates. So players, I think we feel pretty safe where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, baseball is tough. I mentioned a couple of games that got postponed. Uh, over a dozen Marlins players and employees have tested positive for COVID 19, uh, man, uh, I, I mean, it might be tough for them to finish the season, but we'll see. The Blue Jays did get the victory tonight, and the Edmonton Stingers now looking good. 31 points so far in the fourth quarter. They are up 89 82 on the Ottawa Blackjacks. They have that new, uh, they're doing that new scoring, Kellen, remember? Once, uh, once a team is ahead with the first stoppage after four minutes, then mm-hmm. it's uh, then the the winning score is set nine points above that. So I guess they must be at that point now. Yep. with uh three forty three left on the clock, that would have been the first stoppage. I don't mind that. That kind of creates a little bit of drama. Back after the news with Chris Sheets. Why is he driving a Zamboni up one of the busiest highways in the country? He'll fill us in. we we'll That, was, uh, that Stingers game is now final, 89-82. So they hadn't updated the clock. They'd already gone to that scoring system, which is called the ELAM scoring system. So the first stoppage after four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, they take the, s- the score of the team that's in the lead Add on nine, and that becomes the target score to win the game. So the, uh, the target score for the Stingers was to get to 89. They get there before Ottawa, and they improve to one and one at the CEBL tournament. Blue Jays won 4-1. That game wrapped up about half an hour ago. They get the win over the Washington Nationals. They're 2-2 two and two on the season. Tomorrow, Oilers-Flames on 6.30. Chad, the face-off show starts at 6.00. Game is at 8.30. Of course, Bob Stoffer has orders now from noon to 2, as we will have every orders game for you as we roll into the postseason, finally. And this guy is getting set to roll up the highway, though he's not going to be nearly as fast as Connor McDavid. It's my buddy Chris Sheets from Kissing Country 1039. Hey, Chris. Hey, Reed. How are you? I'm doing well. well how are you doing? I see these pictures uh, of you on social media, and you're all busted up. What happened? I-
3: I fell on my bike on the weekend. I went over my handlebars. It's ugly, but nothing can stop me. It looks like, uh, you know, it looks like Ryan Smith in the 2006 playoffs when he lost those teeth for Chris Bronger.
0: Now, what? What did you do? Did you hit something? Was it an accident? What happened? I, went,
3: I just went over my handlebars, and uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, you know, that's what happens when 49-year-olds think they're 29.
0: <laughs> were you doing something <laughs> adventurous, Chris? I was riding in the River Valley, Reed, all by myself. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay, and, and I don't mean to make light of it. So you're you're you look like your nose is pretty scraped up. Anything anything else?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I've got uh, I've got a broken nose, stitches, and you know some bumps and bruises <laughs> to put it mildly.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're. O- I don't know if you remember this, uh, Jim Matheson from Post Media. Uh, probably seven or eight years ago, he a uh, rabbit dashed in front of him while he was riding his bike, and okay. he fell off, and he, he, he suffered a pretty serious uh, el- elbow injury. So things, things well, do happen, but I'm glad you're it okay. Wasn't,
3: yeah, if it wasn't the playoffs and uh, this wasn't a big deal, I'd be unfit to play.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so tell—that's that, what everybody. Yeah, that's the buzzword now. Unfit to play. So what? What is going on? Uh, I, I mean, you're a good storyteller, so I'll just yeah. put it on a tee for you. What is going on with the Zamboni? Okay,
3: well, you know, I've wanted to drive a Zamboni from Calgary to Edmonton for uh, many years, and uh, let's just say it all came together. Wilf Brooks, who uh, used to be a huge part of United uh, Sport and Cycle, um, found the. A Zamboni, not just a Zamboni, but a Zamboni from Rexall Place, uh, one of the originals, the OGs. It's got 5,800 hours on it. Hey, Rick, do you mind? For, I'm at Peter's uh, drive-thru here in Red Deer, and they're going to give me some food. Do you mind Jeez. if I order really quick?
0: Yeah, I uh, want to hear the order. Yeah, please keep your mic and okay, uh, your there. phone active. Okay, four double cheeseburgers. That's just for me, please.
3: Four double cheeseburgers, two small fries, two onion rings, small onion rings, and a chocolate milkshake to wash it all down two onion rings yes thank you sorry they're just waiting for me this place is a pretty big deal and they (laughs) decided that they 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 saw what i'm doing and they're going to feed me for free and reed you know the deal with radio announcers
0: yeah we like free food Exactly. Is he waiting for me to fill in the blank? Of course. Well, that was, that's the, I'm excited. This is the first time we've ever, we we could have done something. See, when you start doing that, we could have done something like Letterman used to do with Rupert G, where I was telling you what to order. Remember when Rupert G went to McDonald's? I want a quarter pounder, a half pounder, a pounder, and a five pounder. And the McDonald's staff is like, uh, we just have quarter pounder. How many do you want? (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly by the way there's four of us i've got an entourage so it's not just me eating all that food read <laughs>
0: can, can, can i ask who's in your entourage with you sure my son
3: uh carter is with me uh one of my best friends uh dave kelly who's a firefighter in the city um and his son uh, brandon kelly are going to be with us for the first uh go around of this thing they're, they're driving the will helping to follow with the carefree rv thanks to them for providing that and uh the, the Zamboni is on its way to Calgary as we speak. We're going to meet it there at the Saddledome, Reed. and uh, Cliff Towing it's on it on a flat deck truck. We're going to do some fun stuff with the uh, Zamboni at the Saddledome because I, we got to get some pictures of our Oilers Zamboni at the Saddledome. Initially, we were going to start at the Saddledome and the and the Calgary Food Bank, but for some reason, the Calgary folks didn't want our Zamboni driving on their road. <laughs>
0: okay, exactly. so all right, so you got the Zamboni there, yeah. and. So you're going to drive it all the way from Calgary to Edmonton on QE2? All the way, 342 kilometers, my friend. And uh, you know, like, of course, we've got a global
3: pandemic. We've got a, a heat wave. When's the last time we had a heat wave in in Edmonton? Reed you and I were both in our in our teens. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> and, and it's going to be smoking hot. And uh, but you know what? 16 kilometers an hour. But it's uh, it's all going to be worth it because we're doing it for the Edmonton Food Bank. So that's the that's the whole goal on this thing is. Uh, they're going to be down uh, over almost a hundred thousand dollars from last year's donations at the Heritage Days Festival. That's their big uh, fundraiser of the year, of course, and they're not doing it this year. So I said, you know what? Let's let's help the food bank out. So uh, you can go to kissnfm.com, cisnfm.com, and click on the link. And if you normally go to the food, uh, the Heritage Festival, and give a donation, uh, please do that. If you don't normally go to the Heritage Festival, but you're somebody that appreciates your life during this COVID, and you want to help somebody else out, please do that
0: yeah well said, and I know we we always have fun, Chris, but you're always doing stuff for a great cause. so i'm I'm glad you got that in there. Um, yeah. but I mean, but you know there's a lot going through my mind here. So sixteen k an hour, so this yeah. is gonna take what three, four days
3: i'm I'm hoping for three. We're hoping to be back by Thursday uh, if everything goes well, but I mean again, uh, I don't know. I you don't know. I mean, I've got superior propane's gonna keep us filled with propane, but we don't know how much propane we're gonna use. Um, but they're going to be coming along the road. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, reports on Chad and, and on Kiss and Country and, and on global and uh, and social media. And I can't do any of that while I'm driving, of course. So that's going to, you know, that's going to slow us down a bit to, I mean, 16 kilometers an hour. I ride my mountain bike at about 23 kilometers an hour. I could actually ride my mountain bike right. a 49-year-old man faster to Edmonton than the Zamboni will travel.
0: Okay, so what somebody just texted in, what could possibly go wrong? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. What what, what are you doing for for like I assume there yeah, will be vehicles yeah. surrounding you?
3: There is. You know what? And thank you, texter. Uh, I'm sure it's my wife probably that just texted that. <laughs> <laughs> um alberta transportation uh, vetted this we've spent about uh probably i've spent about 45 days trying to make this happen and we we've picked a route a safe route we're not going down the qe2 um down the raceway of course uh we're going uh, on some of the secondary highways some of the back roads i'll be cruising through the canola fields tomorrow uh, between calgary and innisfail and uh so that's been taken care of cliff towing is going to pilot they're going to follow with a chase vehicle with uh, all of the proper the arrows and things like that and uh um anyway it's it, so yeah we've got that all taken care of
0: okay so this is awesome chris sheets from kissing country 103.9 driving to zamboni calgary to edmonton uh raising money for the food bank kissinfm.com to donate you're a huge hockey fan you're a huge oilers yes. fan Yes, uh, look cool. we we all understand why why the season had to go away and that there are some huge issues in the world but this will yeah. be um, uh some nice entertainment i think we we enjoy oh. following our sports teams how are you feeling
3: i'm feeling great it was, it was a great distraction i cannot wait till this weekend like seriously um i'm pumped i think uh i think that our team you know i i just i i really i really believe that they're gonna going to have a shot at this they just are you know from everything i hear from listening to you and, and, and bob and jack and, and everybody else in the media that uh, the team seems to be really uh, you know help bent to, to 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 take a run at it and uh, and i think that's exactly what they're going to do so i can't wait what a great distraction and that's exactly what this hopefully is too i've had some people in my in my life even people i work with saying you know this reminds me of before there was covid you're just going to go out uh, have some fun, get everybody cranked up for the Oilers, and 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 help out some charity stuff. So yeah, no, no, I I I think that the whole thing is going to line up great. I just can't wait till uh, that game tomorrow night. Ironically, we'll be leaving Calgary tomorrow, and then they'll be playing the Flames. Play,
0: so. <laughs> So, but you'll you'll be able to watch. You're not going to still be on the highway at 8:30, will you? Or are you no, going to no, go no, no. late? No, We're not
3: driving. No, no. We're, yeah, I'll be listening. I don't think I don't think we're going to be able to watch. Who knows? Maybe we'll find the Boston Pizza in Innisfail or something that's got the game on. Either way, uh, we'll be tuned to Chad tomorrow night for sure. After a long, scorching hot 32 degree
0: day <laughs> yeah. on a Zamboni. Have you ever driven a Zamboni in any other circumstance before? No, no, no. This was my first time, but I've gotten some training. I've I've
3: talked to some people that uh, used to run them at rexall place i've got my i've got my class one i could drive a semi so i think i can drive a zamboni
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh did you have the food yet like are we gonna get any audio of you guys eating the food
3: I don't know what's going on here. I think the food is ready, so.
0: <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you go pick it up. Chris, you're always a gentleman. Have fun, but, I mean, at, at the heart of this, awesome stuff, uh, raising money for the food bank, uh, kissinfm.com if people want to donate. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you, of course, if not later this week throughout the throughout the playoff run here, buddy. Thanks for Absolutely, checking in.
3: Absolutely, Reid. Thank you for the plug, and, uh, um, you know, to everybody that believes in the Zamboni <laughs> and the food bank, please help out if you can.
0: There we go. That is Chris Sheets from Kissed Country 103.9. One of my all-time favorites, hardworking man, just uh, an incredible soul, and there you have it. You, you know, he, Chris, will, he, he, the stuff he he does, I mean, sure, it might sound like a stunt, but there's always something good at the heart of it, and uh, no different than this. So he's getting the, the Samboni, starting in Calgary, and coming up to Edmonton. He'll go about three days uh, going 16K per hour. So he wants to go uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and be back on Thursday. And we got them ordering at Peter's Drive in Red Deer. How about that? <laughs> that's, that's outstanding. He was not ordering those four cheeseburgers for himself. Do you remember that Letterman Rupert G thing, Kellen? Are you old enough to remember that?
4: I've seen clips of it. That's the, they send that guy out to like different uh yeah. like delicatessens around yeah New York or to a restaurant stuff. or to it a pizza shop or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just interacts with people on the street, and he has yeah. Letterman in an earpiece talking to him and telling him what to say, mm-hmm. and Rupert G just says it regardless of how weird or offensive it is, and they they just see how far we could push it. I would. Right. Well, I'm we'll, we'll gonna have to try to do a radio version of that someday that'd be pretty cool it is inside sports on 630 chat it's quarter to eight happy to hear from you tonight at 780-496-0063 if you would like to call or text the oilers are in the bubble the 24 teams complete competing in the postseason are in the bubbles one here in edmonton the other in calgary we not in calgary in toronto pardon me we're back after the break <music> oilers general manager ken holland on oilers now with bob Stoffer looking ahead to the playoffs
2: can all 24 teams win the Stanley Cup? Some teams got to win. You know, eight teams got to win five rounds. I I don't know, but I think all 24 teams can win a round or two. I I think I think that uh, it's you know nobody knows. We haven't played since the mid March. I I think anybody can beat uh, can beat anybody. I think that's the reason for the excitement and the optimism of everybody they are coming into this this tournament. And there's a there's a big unknown, and you, you don't. It's not like teams are just you know those standings are are, are way in the, the way in the distance so it's a five you know these play-ins are best of fives things happen at a best of five they can they can they can go quick so uh, certainly that's the way we're looking at it we're we're excited we're optimistic we believe if we play our very best that we can go on a on a playoff run but you got to play your you, but you got to play your very best so uh, i think it's going to be um it's, i think it's wide open it's going to be exciting
0: Ken Holland on with Bob earlier today full interview on the website 63 chedcom on the page for Bob's show and he is not on the Oilers roster he says he never will be again that is Yessi puliyarve Holland had this update
2: well i guess the new you know we've we've communicated As agent Marcus Lado and I have talked uh, um two three times over the last I don't know two three weeks'll we'll, you know continue that we'll continue the talk we have talked I have talked uh, you know to, with Jesse himself uh, once over the last think uh, three three two three weeks we had a zoom call um Marcus uh, is a Marcus Lato his agent Jesse Dave tippett and myself um so we continue to to talk and uh I'll, uh, we'll see where it goes.
0: Right? We'll, 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 we'll see where it goes, but we have there is communication. We'll see where it goes. All right, so uh, we'll see where that goes. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Robert says, "I want to give a shout out to Chris Sheets for doing this Zamboni journey from Calgary to Edmonton for the benefit of the food bank. I think it's awesome. I enjoy listening to him on the radio as well. Absolutely, Chris Sheets is an awesome dude." Uh, and, uh, yeah, I can't imagine driving. I, I, have you ever driven a Zamboni, Kellen? No. Now you go to Castrol Raceway. Could you take a Zamboni to drag race? Um, <laughs> that, that'd be a Castrol It'd have to be race. heavily
4: modified, but you know what? It wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. this. It wouldn't be the strangest thing they've had on a quarter mile down there. So,
0: what is the strangest thing they've had on the quarter mile? They
4: had about ten years ago a wheel-standing backhoe. <laughs> Really, uh, a full-on. This thing was built by Caterpillar, so it had the cat logos on the side of it, and it was uh, no, sorry, it was a JCB. So my bad. Anyway, <laughs> it it had uh, it had a uh, instead of a like a, a diesel engine, it had I think like a big block Chevy in it that was blowing on alcohol, and it just did wheel stands, but it had the full. Uh, claw on the front to, for the loader and everything and that stuff. And yeah, it's, I think that's the strangest thing I've ever seen go down the, the track down at Castro. Okay, interesting. <laughs>
0: Ken writes in, he says, Hi, Reed, let's say there's an outbreak in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. Would it be possible that the relatively healthy conference be able to continue playing and crown the Stanley Cup champion? Ken, it's my understanding that's what they would do. Uh, John Shannon and I talked about this as a hypothetical that if a team got you know, 14 players with COVID and just couldn't continue in the tournament, that they would have to withdraw from the tournament. Now, this is obviously a worst-case scenario. I assume the NHL could adjust on the fly, perhaps, that maybe if they were left with, you know, some weird scenario like five healthy teams, maybe they could have a round-robin and then a final or something like that. But, yes, I mean, our worst-case scenario is that a team has multiple, multiple players uh that are sick and they can't play a lot of games or they can't play they don't have enough players to play games and they would have to in effect uh forfeit because you can't delay the series indefinitely till the players are healthy that is a worst case scenario again all the players are healthy at the moment zero positive tests between the 18th and the 25th they do get tested daily at uh, at Rogers place and also in Toronto so if there is a positive the player gets Pulled away from his teammates and staff right away. They do contact tracing, and if they're concerned about, uh, uh, you know, a high degree of contact that that maybe other players or personnel could be could be quarantined as well. But I, that's why that's why, and this was talked about on this show, on Bob's show. A lot of a lot of people covering the league said this. The last two weeks were critical because they wanted to get everybody into the hub healthy. And now that they have the players in the secure zones, they feel pretty confident that the, you know, well, you can't go in and out. I mean, Bettman said it last week, Steve Mayer said it last week, that if you leave the bubble, you'll be punished and you're not allowed back in. You basically, as a player, would be thrown out of the tournament, even if you don't get sick leaving the bubble. So now that they have everybody in the bubble, they're pretty confident that, that they can maintain health in there, and keep the virus out. But that's why they were concerned about the last 2 weeks because players were still in their their own communities wherever their teams are and you have players in Dallas, near Miami, in in Tampa and you know some hot spots in the United States and not that you couldn't get it in Canada but more likely in certain parts of the states that they, they you know they were worried then. say last Wednesday half a team gets it and couldn't even travel to the uh, to the hub city. So anyway, that that's that's why they're pretty confident now and i don't think overconfident but they know they have to be careful but they're pretty confident that this worst case scenario isn't uh isn't going to happen this texture says i have a zamboni story from 1987 my buddy and i were lifeguards at confederation pool and picked up Rink shifts. One night at 2 a.m., we drove the Zamboni to a 7-Eleven in Petrolia. We were caught by the cops. They couldn't stop laughing, so we all started laughing. They loved hockey and said, just don't flood the city streets and let us go. Uh, I believe he has sent uh, some sort of a YouTube video, but I can't watch that right now, obviously. And he says, driving a Zamboni is easy, except for the turns. The manager at Confederation Arena once crashed through the rink boards twice. Okay. And this texture says, just remember the movie Dumb and Dumber. Well, they actually wrote Dumber and Dumber, but it wasn't the movie Dumb and Dumber, Kellen? Dumb and Dumber, yep. Uh, what what was, was the other Jeff one Daniels called? Daniels
4: and Jim Carrey, right? Dumb and Dumberer?
0: Wasn't Dumb, that the other one? It was the sequel, yeah. yeah. Sisters, just sister remember the movie Dumb and Dumber. They drove a Zamboni. Uh, It's a movie, very cool, funny as heck. That is from Roger. They did drive a Zamboni in that one. Was that the one? Um, which, Because the, the Frelly brothers, they would have cameos. Was that mm. the one with Cam Neely or the one with? Um, yeah, it wasn't Cam Neely. Was that the one he was Seabass? I believe so. Because Brett, yeah. so. okay. Brett Favre was in there. Something About Mary. I think Brett Favre was in there. Something About Mary. I think wasn't, I think Neely was the one in Dumber Dumber. Man, it's been a while
4: since I've It would that. match up because there was no, pop, like Cam Neely's popularity in the mid-90s was huge. Like he was, you know, one of the faces of hockey back then, right? He was bigger than Elvis,
0: let's face it. Yeah, he was. All right, was thanks big. a lot for tuning in tonight. You heard from Chris Sheets, Joe Bowen, Ken Reed, comments from Dave Tippett and a few Oilers players. Yes, thank you, texting in, confirming that Neely was Seabass. We're back tomorrow with the face-off show, actual hockey on 630 Chet. 6 o'clock, game at 8.30, Oilers and Flames. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Have a great evening. Come on, just let's go. she
1: kind of be hurt. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.